Wall Street is full of corruption and it is baked in to every aspect of our society. MMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding at the macro level. In the 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This was written over a hundred years ago. This is The Rogue Scholar with Steve Grumbine. Hey, party people, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. Folks, the title of this show is Wither the Green New Deal. I, I don't think you've heard about a Green New Deal since Bernie Sanders was running for the Democratic nomination. It's been that long since we've really heard the term Green New Deal. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a few years back, along with Senator Markey, they, they had come forward and advanced, excuse me, Congressman Markey, they had come forward advancing this. And, you know, obviously John Yarmouth was a key uh, contributor to that as well. Um, there was some movement, there was some real movement on a Green New Deal. People were talking about it. And then Biden came in and said, there'll be no Green New Deal. And he came up with his own build back better, whatever the hell that is, right? I mean, we know what it is, but who names it build back better? I want to be known for building back and bettered. Yeah, right. So ultimately, you go back a little bit further and you realize that there was a lot of energy for a Green New Deal. There was a lot of energy for a Green New Deal. Most people did not know what a Green New Deal even was because they just assumed a lot of things. People had different opinions. Let me, let me just do a remedial Green New Deal 101 thing here for a moment, okay? The Green New Deal was a non-binding resolution to create a framework for a bunch of policies that would be, by the way, binding resolutions, right? The, the policies that would come out of it would be law. But it was trying to do, was trying to lay out to make sure that the failings of the original New Deal, which left black and brown people completely out of the mix, which did not do a lot of very important things, but to this day we still celebrate. And while the New Deal was better than a great many things, it had many, many deficiencies. Okay. So the idea of a Green New Deal was recognizing, getting everyone to get on the same page that we have a problem going on right now. Not later, right now. And so this should have been the thing. It should still be the thing. Why is that? Because what ends up happening is without a bundle package like this that provides the framework for fixing all these problems that are really killing us, Without having a framework for that, you end up with what we have now. People chasing one-off. I'll go chase Medicare for all in my state. I'll go ahead and chase health care. I'll chase student debt. I'll chase infrastructure. I'll chase whatever. And now all of a sudden we're back to going a hundred different directions. Nobody creating any energy whatsoever. And we're facing still the same exact problems we were, only worse because now, instead of it being 2019 or 2020 or 2018, it's now 2022. The Democrats have done horrible damage to their own ability to get reelected. And they've done none of the things that they promised, or very few of them, if any. And you're looking at a right-wing sweep coming up. A fascist sweep. Now, don't get me wrong. Please do not confuse what I'm saying. The Democrats have failed us miserably. So why are we talking about this wither the Green New Deal? Because no one's talking about it anymore. It's gone. It's almost as if it doesn't exist. And so what happens whenever you talk about, hey, the IPCC said 12 years, four years ago, that leaves us eight years. 
people say, oh, that's a classist comment because they think I'm saying, hey, poor people, make sure you keep your carbon footprint down. Not realizing that I don't think individual actions are going to really make a huge amount of impact. It's kind of like going to the rich people, begging them to pay their fair share to pay for programs. Once again, it's like asking uh, fucking nonprofits to suddenly fill the gap for hunger. To solve world hunger, we're going to go to Bill Gates and ask him. Or to solve world hunger, let's go to Elon Musk. This is the problem we have, is that we've got this individualized idea of how we're going to solve problems not realizing full well that it requires a much broader approach. Our military alone is a huge climate killing entity. Tell me what you're going to do to prevent the carbon footprint of the United States military around the globe. Please tell me about recycling that one bottle you had today, how that's going to help the military cut down its carbon footprint. It's not, don't get me wrong, I'm not telling you to be irresponsible. I'm not telling you not to care. I'm just trying to right-size what you're thinking. Oh, well, I make sure I take a bicycle everywhere I go. I make sure that I recycle my urine so I don't waste water, whatever. I mean, come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the, well, I don't think I can do anymore. I've done as much as I can individually do, right? And this comes from a lot of that bullshit Republican stuff when you're talking about immigration and things like that. And you're like, we should let the immigrants in and we can take care of them. There's nothing wrong. They're refugees. And they're like, well, why don't you bring an immigrant into your home? Tell me about what you've done to make the life of an immigrant better. Okay. This is that stupid sidebar shit that misses the point. These are macro issues that require macro solutions. Okay. You and I, we, our job is to advocate, advocate, advocate and not let the green new deal die it's one thing to talk about fossil fuels and sure we could put pressure on changing to electric vehicles but electric vehicles have a carbon footprint as well they're creating problems as well the batteries inside them are creating problems as well as well lithium mining is causing problems as well we can go to nuclear ah but nuclear is having problems as well the, the, the problem you solve with one creates another problem over here with disposal. Ah, oh, but what about thorium? Oh, but, you know, how are you and I going to impact whether they use thorium reactors to provide green energy? We're not. The only thing we can do is pressure them to listen to science, pressure society to understand that we must make changes. It's not about you and I specifically making changes because we could all want solar powered vehicles but ultimately all we can do is put pressure on them to create solar powered vehicles I, i'm just coming up with something i'm just saying right the issue is not individual i love how we try i love how we try so hard and by the way i want to thank our friend double k who is an absolute gem of a file she is one of the most important people at rp and uh she is a donor and she gives of her time and supports us immensely. That said, back to our regular program here. Yeah, you're in trouble. I love it. I want you all to understand, though, that fighting for a Green New Deal is our responsibility. This is where we collectively, and see, if you can do a general strike, and I just saw someone point out, and I think a general strike is very important. I'm going to put that up. I think a general strike is very important, but you don't have universal belief that we even have a climate crisis. We have got progressives that have listened to the idiots, the nihilists in our space, saying that climate change is a fucking hoax. That's where we're at, folks, okay? We're not at, we need a general strike because everyone's gonna fall in and do this stuff. We're at, we still gotta educate people because they believe that it's a fucking hoax, just like they believe masking was a hoax or the coronavirus was a hoax or um, any number of things. My God, how many, the Sandy Hook was a hoax, on and on and on. 
we've got an entire contingent of people that are living in an alternate reality. And so it's our job to educate what a Green New Deal is. And you know what was really bad? Team Tulsi, the people that supported Tulsi Gabbard, did not understand what the fuck a Green New Deal was. They spent all their time talking about the fact that it's not even a binding resolution. We're going to attack fossil fuels. Bullshit. There's a huge problem here because once you change the energy source that we're working from, you fundamentally change the employment of coal miners in West Virginia. Coal miners who, by the way, don't really care so much about the coal so much as this is my heritage. This is my life. This is what daddy did and granddaddy did and grandy, grand granddaddy did. Okay. Our family's always been coal miners. You understand what I'm saying? We are dealing with entrenched beliefs among we the people. So the idea of a general strike is very important, but you must have people, each one teach one, and not let this Green New Deal idea go away. The scaffolding, if you will, of the policy space that we need is immense. Because once you start eliminating bad, dirty energy, and start going to green energy, you eliminate jobs. You create an entirely new set of problems. So you gotta have a job guarantee and what they call a just transition where the people doing those dirty jobs maintain their pay. Even after those industries go away. And then they find ways to transition them to new green jobs. And then the job guarantee below that green jobs is to prevent any of the poverty, to lift up all the people that have been systemically or systematically and generationally poor, impoverished people. The job guarantee fixes these things. Okay. And that's part of the Green New Deal. And then you add in the carbon emissions and curbing them and so forth. It's nowhere near enough the way the, the non-binding resolution would have been written. But the non-binding resolution would have been asking for those bills to be written to address those problems. Those bills, once they become law, are now binding. You get it? You have a non-binding resolution for here's the roadmap, here's the backlog of items that we need to solve to create a sustainable society so we can push away the worst effects of climate change or at least adapt and prepare to prepare coastal communities for algae blooms and shark attacks and new viruses coming from Arctic melt and all these other things. And the infrastructure it takes to prevent the levees from breaking in New Orleans when tsunamis come through, things like that. Things like that. But unfortunately, whenever you put this shit out there, the, the fucking dumbos literally jump to, well, I've done all I can. I buy recycled Crocs. I, I, you know, I, I ride a bicycle. Neoliberals on bicycles. Who cares? Stop letting conservatives drive the conversation. You and I alone cannot solve this problem. For example, the way we do uh, beef, for example, cattle in this country right now, today, is incredibly unsustainable. The methane that we put out there is incredibly deleterious. Yes, I said it, deleterious to the environment, okay? However, Technology and science have shown that we can do things, and I'm sorry to the vegans out there that don't want anyone to eat meat. I get it. I understand your ethical position. But for those people that aren't buying that, there are technologies now that are showing how they can quote unquote grow lab meat, okay, that doesn't have the same carbon footprint, that doesn't have these problems, okay? Well, naturally, what happens when you shift away from these things? You leave a hole, a vacuum that you must fill or the devil fills it. Now, I've talked about this countless times. I'm going to continue to talk. I'm going to talk about every day that I'm allowed to have a space on this podcast or around the world. Anybody that'll let me talk about it, I'm going to talk about it. 
every time you create precarity for anyone, especially reactionary people that maybe are not the most educated, you create the fertile ground for additional aspects of fascism to creep up wherever they show. Economics is a huge deal that leads to fascism. Austerity leads to murder, which leads to fascism. Losing employment, changing traditions and culture norms creates fashion. I mean, fascism, not fashion. <laughs> it does create fashion. It's not good fashion, right? Creates fascism. If you go back in time, you realize, going back to Weimar, Germany, going back to Weimar, Germany, you realize right away that the people have been crushed, beaten down, destroyed from the Treaty of Versailles. The austerity was so intense. They were like suicidal. Life wasn't worth living. It was really burlap sacks and friggin' shoe leather in the pot. It was really, really, really the worst of times. And what happens when all of a sudden fascist economic populism walks through the door? Now what do you've got? You've got the makings of Adolf Hitler. You've got the makings of Benito Mussolini. You've got the makings of that hard, strong man, military-minded, tough guy, the strong man, the big old military leader, the, the general, okay, taking over the country. And this is where fascism gets its roots. When you create precarity, you then create scapegoats. Who caused this problem? Never mind the fact that it was created by government-induced austerity. They start looking for a scapegoat. Who's that scapegoat going to be? It's probably going to be an immigrant. It's probably going to be some gay person, or it's probably going to be some person of color. It's going to ultimately lead to the worst things that you say you're against. The very things you say you're against, austerity creates the terms of conditions for those things to come to be. You look no further than what you've got with Tesla and look no further than what you've got with Musk. Musk is this charismatic figure who is bucking the censorship of the fucking scumbag establishment. But Musk is an Ayn Rand acolyte. He is an absolute objectivist who believes in the makers and takers. He believes if you ain't a maker, you're a fucking taker. He's all about take all you can, grab all you can, grab all you want. And because, and you think about this, people that were impoverished in the black and brown communities watched as the gangs would roll out their fax stacks of money because ultimately the thing they're being denied through normal channels, the correct channels, the, the good channels that would produce the most fruit is instead, I can show you a way. Let me show you how it's done. Strapping my AK, okay? Now, all of a sudden, we got that same exact thing on a global stage. And now we've got guys like Elon Musk who are showing themselves up as the anti-environmentalist, as the guy who has all the answers because he's so smart. He knows business. Therefore, he's the Messiah. And so you watch as these Messiahs grow up and grow up all around us, and they are celebrated and revered as the good people. We keep putting the rich up on a pedestal. Now, I want you to understand something. This is such an important deal because if you don't get the bigness of the Green New Deal and all the ancillary programs, the framework is non-binding resolution, okay? But the programs that come from it, if passed, would be law. Do you understand the difference here? Do you fucking understand the difference here? This is so important that if you don't understand this, you'll fuck up and you'll go back to doing dumb things like state-by-state -state healthcare, okay? Ultimately, this. Once you go ahead and you splinter off a movement and you splinter them away from each other and you start living by the tax man, I need rich people to fund my program. Without rich people, I can't fund my program. 
That's what you get at a state level. I need the rich. I desperately need rich people. Don't cut their money. I need the rich because without the rich, I can't pay for programs. Do you get it? And then you need the rich in each state to stay where they are, not move away from higher taxes. You need them to stay right where they are so that your school is paid for by their tax money because that's what state and local groups have to do. They must tax to pay for these things. Now, how are you going to pay for a Green New Deal state by state by state when the atmosphere not only doesn't know country boundaries, but it doesn't even know continental boundaries, and it doesn't even understand the fact that we're all these different melting pots, blah, blah, blah. It's one big fucking ecosystem. You get it? It doesn't understand any of those man-made lines. doesn't care about any of those man-made lines. It doesn't give a shit about them. So every time you try to put the costs on the rich, because it feels good, you know, you're like, oh man, get them, I'm going to get them, I'm going to get them, I'm going to fuck them, get them, get them, get them, right? You, what you tax, you justify. What you tax to pay for things, you make necessary. In order to fund program A, I must have enough tax revenue. Do you fucking get this? Are you stupid or do you fucking get this? Are you stupid? Let me say it really clear. Are you fucking stupid or do you get this? It is a Boolean algebra action here. It's a zero or one, a yes or a no. You either get it or you're stupid because it's 2022 for fuck's sake. It's 2022 for fuck's sake. The world is burning up around us and we've got little fucking trolls running around guiding us here, guiding us there, leading us right the fuck off a cliff that don't know their ass from their elbow are supported by people that have fucking bullshit as their motive. Their motive is self, okay? Their motive is self-aggrandizement. It's not to solve these very real problems. So if you understand the nature of the beast, understand the Democrats aren't gonna give this to us on their own, period, I don't care, fuck, Anybody that tells me vote blue no matter who it's going to happen, you're lying. And fuck anybody that tells me that I got to vote Republican to get over the shit libs because you're full of shit too. At the end of the day, it's got to be us taking this understanding, teaching each other, providing a framework, an analytical framework to people, explaining the what's in it for me. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there who are living precariously right now. We have allowed austerity to destroy our society. And so they don't have the time or the patience or the ability to even think about some of these higher order items. So it's up to us to not only teach each other that do have the capacity, but to also break it down in a way that people without that capacity can absorb and understand so they too can take action. Because getting sidetracked in orphan politics is going to kill us. Now, the reason why I'm talking about states, and I want you to be very fucking on point. I'm going to say it in a way like dropping dynamite in a goddamn lake, bring the fish to the top, let all the sensitive people scoop them out. I don't care. I'm going to fucking do a death punch. This is a fucking hardcore off the top rope dropping of the elbow. Okay. What we're talking about here is that states do not create currency. They require taxes to pay for things, period. Your municipal governments require taxes to pay for things. When you raise taxes in your local community, the rich leave. This is fucking historical proof, truth, everywhere you go. People that have money don't want to fucking tax, and they believe so many of the bullshit lies about bootstraps, you should have made better choices, it's all your fault, on and on and on and on, because they arrived. They, they, they either were blessed and gifted money or they worked really hard and they've earned it, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you right the fuck now, I'm here to drop napalm into the goddamn lake to bring people up and y'all scoop them motherfuckers up. I don't care. I will yell and scream and cuss and say all kinds of shit. I don't care what it takes to snap your head around to get you to wake up to this. I'll be that bad guy. I don't care. I want to change it. I don't give a shit, right? It has to, somebody must be the bad guy, not the dainty tippy toe person with the pinky out as they drink their Tetley, okay? We need people that are really serious about this. 
And we need people that can scoop up the fish that have been wounded from the dynamite blast in the lake and nurse them back to health and teach them about a Green New Deal, teach them about MMT, because at the state level, the states are literally cash-strapped. The states themselves have huge unfunded mandates from the federal government. The states themselves are literally beholden to rich people. They're beholden to big business. And so they cut the freaking all the services at the state level to lure businesses in for employment. Because without having the businesses in there, the people of the state won't have jobs. Without jobs, they can't buy houses. Without houses, they can't pay taxes. And without having taxes paid, you can't have programs and roads. So that's the way states operate. So where might we find that money? Where might that money exist? Where might the place be that money is born? Oh, you mean the federal fucking government? Yes, national, right? So when you think about this, all the stuff about, hey, I, I use my rollerblades to get to work to prevent my carbon footprint. Good, A plus, I mean, you probably got a healthy heart, great strong legs, doing great things. I'll bet you can cut a rug, okay? The fact is, the very, very true fact is that if you look at how states fund themselves, states are fining people, they're putting toll roads in, they're putting fees on everything, they're literally attacking the poor for sleeping on park benches, for parking, for speeding, for anything. Things that are certainly important, but they're funding their very existence through fracking. Let's tax fracking to fund public schools. Think about what I'm saying. This is what states have had to resort to. So if that is the case, if states are having to resort to killing the planet with fracking because they need to fund their unfunded mandates, when some knucklehead fucking says, let's go ahead and do Medicare state by state. It's a fucking great idea, ain't it? And then we do a Green New Deal state by state. Because look, you can gay marriage went state by state and, 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 and marijuana went state by state and uh, Canada, shut up. God damn it. This is the stuff I'm talking about. And you know what? Every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry podcast out there fucking elevates that shit. This is the level of fucked we are. And you know what? We're not talking about 25, 50 people watching them. We're talking about hundreds of people watching how great it is to fucking fund things at a state level. The federal government is the currency issuer, Article 1, Section 8 of your, your U.S. Constitution. And Article 1, Section 10 prevents states from doing the thing that you want them to do, which is create currency to spend into the economy to fix the problems of the world. And then if you don't do that, you're stuck with bank debt, borrowing money from banks. Which is it, folks? What are you going to do? Do you want to live? Do you want to survive? Do you want people to live? Do you want people to survive? Do you want this planet to be habitable for your children and their children? Do you want to fucking have a job as we transition away from fossil fuels? Do you want these things to happen? If you do, it isn't at your state level. It is national. It is your federal currency issuing government that must take action on climate change. And they must do it not just in the U.S., but around the fucking world. And this is why capitalism being spread through NATO, through the World Trade Organization, through the IMF, through the World Bank, and all the other NGOs across the globe that are advancing freedom in the name of capitalism, free markets, they are creating a death spire. We are losing any chance that we have. And it requires you and I, you and I, to work together to present information, to create empowerment, because we keep looking for permission from the rich to be powerful. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. Stop simping for the rich. Stop putting your, your bullshit about bullshit out on social media. Reserve your posts for important shit. Get serious about this. Your skating to work is good. I don't want to diminish that. You recycling your plastic bottles 
is good. I don't want to diminish that. You not throwing shit into the ocean and destroying uh, marine life is aces. It's very good. But I want you to understand the race to the bottom is creating all the negative energy. And that's a state-by-state -state competition where they're competing for businesses by cutting the tax base. If you ignore this statement right here, you are literally a murderer by proxy. I don't care. And you know what? There's some butthurt people out there in the world. There's some neo-maxis and dweeby butthurt people that when I talk about them killing people with these policies, they see people want to assume that the only way people kill people is with an Uzi or a gun, right? That's the only kind of death they understand. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's a defective character. Maybe it's a lack of brains. I don't know. But the truth is, the real story is neoliberalism kills through austerity. Neoliberalism kills through denying people the services that they need while simultaneously holding the means of giving them those things. Neoliberalism is the privatization in spite of the fact that public ownership of things like the internet, of things like social media even, of energy, you name it, our park services, our energy grid, all of this should be public space. We should not be fighting to privatize anything else. And we should be forcing corruption out of our government. And really rallying together, getting dead serious, wide-eyed like I am right now, and ready to fight. If you can't amp up for survival, I don't know what you can amp up for. I don't know what you can amp up for. I mean, the evidence of climate change is so incredible. But I want you to understand the domino effect of making bold changes on the energy side. I've already touched on it a little bit, but it's going to come back to the Green New Deal. So you'll see. When I eliminate jobs in the dirty sectors, when I eliminate insurance companies, those are jobs that your neighbor, your neighbor, your brother, your sister, your parents, whoever, people that are slaves to a system that require a paycheck, your friends, your children even, have to do those shitty jobs because there are no other jobs, okay? There are no other jobs. It's not because there isn't work to be done. Do you understand? It's not because automation has suddenly gotten rid of work. No, it's because the work that needs done is not profitable, and they want to reserve that work for a profit motive. So rather than turn it over to the public space, they deny us that space in hopes that they can create a market. By creating markets, Elizabeth Warren, I'm a capitalist to my bones. I love markets, okay? Okay, Ayn Rand loves you too, Lizzie. Okay. When you understand the scapegoating that neoliberalism, which is a precursor, proto-fascism, neoliberalism is proto-fascism. I'm telling you right now, this is the deal. And when you understand that, you begin to fight for the right things. And that is keep it narrow, but keep it Green New Deal. Keep the framework. Understand that policy space is what we need to be fighting for. And not one here, one there, one the other, not state by state. But collectively, this is it. We don't have time to build seven new parties. We don't have time to go ahead and jerk off in a corner. What we have time to do is build outside power together, collaboratively, to take on these powers these structures, waiting for investment to see the ROI on survival is going to be like watching paint dry. If you're waiting for them to look for a proper percentage for a return on investment before they invest, then you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed. And yes, here we go. Virginia says it great. And here, we got something from Courtney. I want to put this up here too. This is fantastic. Folks, I love the things that you guys are saying. And yes, Paul, thank you so much for being a great you know, supporter as well. I mean, we have so many 
great comments here. I'm just so proud of you all. I know we've got good people out there, people that want the right things. And I'm really, really proud to be associated with any of you. I really am. I, I, but you understand that there's an entire segment of the population that fancies themselves leaders that doesn't listen. And they don't understand the difference between a currency user and a currency issuer. They don't understand that states are currency users, meaning they have to receive the currency from somewhere. The federal government says, we'll give you the currency. We'll spend the currency into the economy. Once you pass a bill, the federal government spends that money into the economy and it taxes it out of the economy, doesn't reuse the taxes. That's the thing, folks. Frame this, put it in your mental bank here. When the federal government taxes, it purges reserves out of the banking system and deletes that money. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. It does not exist anymore. It's not waiting there to be respent. We're not saving money to spend. Every time I see somebody say, imagine if we didn't spend all that money on the military, we could have had all that money to spend on the port. Doesn't work that way. We still have all that money to spend on the poor. Doesn't change a thing. The difference is having the military there is creating a debt that we'll never be able to pay back. And that's to the environment, that's to life. Do you understand the difference here, folks? When taxes are received at the federal level, let's see if we get this now, folks. They are deleted, right? They're fucking deleted. They're not respent. Your hard-earned tax dollar doesn't make it back out there. Your hard-earned tax dollar never leaves because it is literally deleted when it's received by the IRS. Do you understand that? Do you understand what I'm telling you? What I'm telling you couldn't be more true. And you know something? I'm, I'm not in any way, shape, or form um, hiding from the fact that I want to save the planet in whatever way that I can for my children. I'm not hiding from it. I'm committed. I'm enraged. I have a platform. I'm going to use it. You know something? I got to tell you, one of the hardest things I've had to do to try and grow this channel to try and grow the real progressives and real progress in action brand is I've had to sometimes go out there and talk about current events, topics of interest, popular culture. And it annoys me. I'm not going to lie, but that seems to be the thing that people want to hear about. They don't want to actually do something that brings us to an effective place. They don't want to hear about solutions. They want to hear about anger. They want to hear about who pissed off who. They want to hear which alternative media person to hate so they can be involved in the little food fight. That is the equivalent of activism these days. And it's heartbreaking to me because I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to educate. I want to mobilize. I want to activate but I want to be focused. I doesn't want to be shotgun scatter. I'm very proud of the work done at status quo in terms of bringing out the very real struggle of regular people from the economic hunger games that uh, Jordan does. I'm also extremely excited to have any kind of an association there with the Flint water crisis. I'm also extremely excited about the work he's done, boots on the ground, and covering the Amazon Union campaign. These are all very vital things. But one thing that I'm even more proud of as part of this organization is that we don't deviate from message. For those people that are willing to hear the message and willing to learn and willing to be a tool, a, a weapon in this war, that's what we're here. We're here to equip activists. We're here to equip you with intelligence, with, with knowledge, the ability to take action. And unfortunately, it's not nearly as sexy as food fights. It's not nearly as sexy as in, you know, social media food fights. You will never see, and if you do see me do it, there's going to be some real underlying reason for doing it. But you will never see me 
bring up somebody's live stream and talk shit about them unless it's someone I'm punching up at. You're not going to see me do social media wars because I'm not an idiot, a loser, or a microphone abuser. I want to sit there and keep us focused. You know, we talk about reparations. I want you to understand something. We are but part of and a small part of the whole world. The global north has extracted so much more resources, has enslaved the global south in so many ways that when we talk about reparations, we have reparations for descendants of slaves in this country, but we also have reparations for around the world for global extraction for the colonization of the planet. And what are you seeing right now? Right now, back to our discussion of fascism, you're seeing countries suddenly become more nationalistic again. This issue with Russia and Ukraine has really, really brought people back to this national look, this national approach. And by doing that, what have you done? You have created the bounds for nationalism within a fascist environment where people are struggling. Fascism will flourish in this world that we're creating. So I'm asking you, not somebody else, you. I need brothers in arms. I need support. Not just, I'm not a media guy. See, this is the problem also. I'm an activist. Do you understand what I mean? I'm an activist and an educator. I'm not a prognosticator. I come out here and give you the straight dope from me as an activist, from me as somebody who's studying theory and learning about systems. I'm not doing this as a media person wants to tell you about Michelle's dress at the blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. I don't give a flying fuck. And it's even harder for me to get wrapped around electoral politics. I try because I recognize there's value there. I just don't know how much, but I know there's some value there. Just don't know how much. But I do know that if we don't have parallel systems and we're not working together and we're not creating the systems parallel to provide people with lens to understand what's happening around them, they will continually get bamboozled, wrapped around the axle, and fucked up. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that I am a 53 year old fat fucker with arthritis been in recovery for a long time, have insomnia, have a child with special needs, have a full-time job, all kinds of stuff. You're not going to see me running around, sadly, in the streets. My physical body can't take it anymore. But I want us collectively to find a way to organize chapters, badly, folks, badly, bad chapters everywhere around the country, around the world talking about this stuff in our local communities, working back together, working together to make this happen. I don't know any other way. You keep wanting some Democratic politician to suddenly do this, and all they're going to do is they're going to give you some lip service because they've got to get elected. Let's make getting them elected contingent on these sorts of things by simply teaching everybody because you can't snow people that know. When you, when you know, you can't be snowed. You see what I mean? That's why MMT is so important. And you're right. This is absolutely right. I'm going to put this up there. This couldn't be a more true statement. And I'm, oh man, I see some great comments here. I mean, thank you all so much. I really appreciate some of these things. I, I really do appreciate this. You guys are getting it. And that really makes me feel like there's a chance. I don't have three or 400 people watching because this isn't a comedy show. I'm not tap dancing. You know, I'm not making jokes. I'm not doing the food fight. I'm very real about this. And there's, there's information out there. It's not like it's not there. It's there. I will tell you my part of this that is really bad. The part that I have failed miserably on. For seven years, I've tried to leave real progressives to make these sorts of things. We have seven knowledge areas, environmental justice, ecological justice, uh, peace with justice, equality with justice, uh, democracy, health and well-being, and technology and innovation. These are the seven knowledge areas of real progressives. 
We also have four pillars. Those four pillars are delivery areas. We have the policy pillar. We have the education pillar. We have activism, which is a 501c4 called Real Progress in Action. And we have media. I'm here to tell you that if we can't build this out, have those four pillars in each local chapter where people understand to cover local news and rally people locally and to come back to national and have it in other countries. We have a lot of people in Australia that follow us. We have a lot of people in Canada that follow us that are part of RP. We have people all around the world. We have a global mission. And I have failed to put that in motion far enough to get people to find time to make it important enough that they show up even when people don't know. Because you know what? We aren't Microsoft. We don't have all of our processes and gear. We don't have grandiose titles and wonderful uh, positions where you show up to the office and you get your laptop presented to you and you're ready to go. And here, where's my training plan? You know, it's not like that. We're activists. We're volunteers. We need you. We need your money. Ah, we need that for sure. But we need you. We need you committed to learning so you can be effective, but also leaning in to help us and not be in the ass out hug in the gymnasium like the 50s wondering, how do I get involved? Because you need to raise your hand because you're dealing with other activists that don't know their ass from their elbow either, but want to get better, want to build something. And so it requires you to recognize you're amongst your peers. We're all together. We're all in it together. And that we do have a framework, but we need your help. That's what we need. We need your help. Now, <laughs> there you go. That's as much dancing as I'm doing. I can't tap dance though. I'm too fat for it. But I want you to understand that we need you. And this Green New Deal thing isn't going to, I'm not watching any Democrats putting it out there. You don't hear it on the television. You don't hear it from any of your favorite alternative media outlets at all. They've dropped the ball. They've resorted to simply talk. Suddenly, they're all Azov Battalion experts. I know Azov Battalion. Let me talk about Azov Battalion. Well, Azov Battalion is fascism. Fascism is bred by economic injustice and all sorts of other things that have already laid out in spades here. They're always looking for a scapegoat. This is rank and file, and it's going to spread throughout the fucking world if we don't get this solved. That's why the framework for a Green New Deal is so vital. So I hope you listen to me. I hope you take what I'm saying seriously. Come back to me. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm okay with that. But have a take. Don't suck and mean it because I want to change the world. I'm not dicking around. So if you are not dicking around, you seriously want to work with people that want to do this, that are flawed as fuck, Many people have lack skills. They don't have the charisma. They don't have the, for whatever reason, they don't know how to keep their phone in their hand throughout the day and check messages, whatever. You're dealing with them, but we're imperfect people trying to make a difference and we need you. We need you. And we're here to create, yeah, thank you, Kay. This is it right here. We are about solutions and solutions are boring to people. They like problems. We like solutions. And that's where we're at. And we're an MMT shop, folks. But we also talk to people that are adjacent to MMT that are fellow travelers. But we have got to get the econ right so that we can get everyone on board. If you stop thinking in terms of tax dollars and stop worrying about where we're going to get the money and start thinking about how we're going to resource these problems and start thinking about how do we get people on board to fight for this, that is where ground zero is. So you ask, what can you do for your country? What can you do for climate change? What can you do? You can organize with us. You can help. You can involve yourself in learning about the environment, learning about what a Green New Deal involves, learning about a job guarantee and a just transition, learning about Medicare for all, and why it must be at the federal level, learning about the layer cake that is the Green New Deal as Fadl Kaboob talks, Dr. Fadl Kaboob talks about. It is important that you invest yourself in this because it's not going to happen waiting on your local Democratic representative to do it. You notice the Democrats, including Bernie and AOC, didn't make it out there to Amazon until Christian Smalls won. Once he won, then they showed up for the rally. 
They're leading from behind. They're leading from behind. It's up to us to take that front because we got to stop waiting for the rich to tell us it's okay. We got to stop waiting for Bernie Sanders to tell us it's okay. We got to stop waiting for Biden to tell us it's okay or Kamala Harris to tell us it's okay or any of the other fucktards. We, we have to admit that right now is the time and we have to take it to the whole. We have to do this. We do. We do. And that means you've got to stay Engage. That means you've got to stay focused and driven. I'm begging you to consider what I'm saying. I'm begging you to consider what I'm saying. We need your help. Will you help us? Anyway, real quickly, um, I know uh, we have a, uh, yes, I love that. Stop waiting for permission. We have to honestly get ourselves together and recognize that you are the solution you're looking for, that we together are the people we're waiting for, and stop waiting and start doing. So in any event, hopefully you guys, I'm sure I disagree on this one. It was Biden's LRB made blah, blah, blah. Here, let's put this up here. Folks, do you all agree with this? Do you agree with that? Do you agree that? Anyway, I, I my my issue is I don't agree that the Democratic Party is somehow or another good. I hear a lot of negative crap about lefties. That's a shame. Um, but ultimately, I hope you all will take the time to get involved, stand up, be heard, learn though. It's, it's not enough just to be angry. You've got to fill that anger with some knowledge so that you have purpose and direction. And with that, I'm Steve Grumbine, the Rogue Scholar, and I am out of here, my friends. The Rogue Scholar is a production of Real Progressives. If you would like to support our work, please visit patreon.com slash realprogressives.